Blog Talk Radio. I hear a lot of talk about old-time great fighters. I hear people say that Joe Lewis, Jack Dempsey, Jack Johnson, Jim Jeffries, and all of them would have annihilated the likes of myself, Muhammad Ali. After watching these films, watching their opponents, watching their styles, watching how they fought, watching the footwork and their speed, it may come as a shock to you, but I say that I would have beat every heavyweight that ever lived before me. Joe's gonna come out smoking, and I ain't gonna be joking. I'll be pecking and a-poking, pouring water on his smoking. Then this might shock and amaze you, but I will destroy Joe Frazier. And I'm knocking out all bones. And if you get too small, I'll knock you out. Yeah, I mean, everybody follows me. I'm so great. He said he will go in eight to prove that I am great. And if he want to go to heaven, I'll get him in seven. He'll be in the worst of fix if I cut it to six. Coming to you live from the great state of Texas, right here on Blog Talk Radio. I am your host, Greg the Truth. The host of this show is the Black Belt, Mr. Fayaz. I want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening live or downloading the show, however you might be choosing to listen to it. We do appreciate it. I want to invite you to follow us on Twitter at MajorityMMA and like us on Facebook, The Majority Decision. And always please do, if you like the show, give it a subscribe on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, all of those mediums, however you choose to listen to your podcasting. Give us a subscribe. We sure would appreciate it. Fayaz, how's it going, man? It's going good, man. Going, going good. Going good, man. Had a good day. Long, uh, relaxing day. Got an extra hour in. Um, For those of you who get the extra hour of sleep, I always like to say I get the extra hour of sleep, but I think it's just another hour that uh, I end up not getting in the long run. Yeah, no doubt about it. we got a good show. We're going to talk, of course, Ultimate Fighter Latin America. We might talk a little Bellator, talk a little Ronda, Ronda Rousey. And, of course, you can never talk enough Conor McGregor. Um, <laughs> but, uh, man, before we get into that, i got to say, um, I don't know if you watch The Walking Dead. I think you don't. And I just have to say that that is a bad life choice on your part. If you have never what, watched to watch that show, The Walking Dead? Yes, you need to watch that show. If not for the fact to see this character that they have on here, he's probably the baddest, most I don't know. He's one of the best villains I think I've ever seen, and he's only been in two episodes. If if you haven't given it a shot, you've got to give it a shot just to ch- 
check this guy out, and you have to see the first, the very first episode where he whacks a couple of show regulars with a bat. But uh, this guy who's being played by uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, uh, absolutely tremendous character. So I just had to put that over real quick because uh, I am a huge Walking <clears throat> Walking Dead fan. That's pretty awesome. You know, I have uh, I'm caught up in uh, a couple other things right now, and so I can't really get into the Walking Dead. But uh, you know, I watch things like I, I watch The Arrow, and I watch Flash, and you know, I watch Daredevil and Luke Cage and all these other shows. So it's it's just uh, one more that I eventually got to get to, and uh, I just, for some reason I just can't find the time to watch it with all the other junk I got going on. You know, I used to do a lot of those the, the CW type shows. Um, I, I was a, I was admittedly a Smallville nerd. I still keep up with Supernatural. Um, watched it since it first came on, but I, I, I haven't given Arrow a try. My son watches Arrow. Um, he also watches a couple of the other Netflix ones, um, Jessica Jones maybe, or um, I think they have uh, the Agents of Shield on there. As well as the Flash. all really all really good shows, all, all all really good shows. I, I was never really a Smallville fan or a Gotham fan, but uh, you know my brother actually convinced me to watch Arrow because I was you know it just I had to get through the first few episodes, but after I watched it, I was hooked. It's a good show, you know. If you like the whole, I mean, if you like the whole vigilante, you know, super villain thing and you know I've always liked that sort of thing you know comic books and things like that so uh so I enjoy it I actually turned my wife on to Jessica Jones she enjoys it you know they got they got another spinoff on it Luke Cage and uh been trying to fit that one into the schedule but you know life happens so I get my TV in when I can I guess yeah there are very many shows nowadays that I just watch regularly um, outside of The Walking Dead and obviously UFC, MMA. Right. Um, but but yeah, it's the, it's just it, it's it's hard when you're a grown up <laughs> to set aside the yeah. uh, the time to veg out in front of in front of uh, TV for just extra yeah. hours. That's that's the truth. That is the truth. So let's hit up Bellator a little bit. Um, they had an event on uh, Friday night. And if you want to get, if you're listening live, you want to give us a call, 929-477-1077, if you want to throw your opinion on what uh, TV shows we should be watching that we're not watching. Or if you want to talk a little MMA, please feel free to do so. But um, <clears throat> the main event uh, was uh, Liam McGeary defending the 205 belt in Bellator against Phil Davis. I got to tell you, man, I expected a lot more out of uh, Leo McGeary. Uh, Phil Davis just basically shut him out. He did. Uh, now he grappled him to the. Yeah, now, Liam McGeary, man, he <laughs> is—he's uh, one of those uh, light heavyweight guys that is real athletic. He's not clumsy by any means. Now, and don't get me wrong, there's a ton of them now, but. Yeah. uh as far as his jiu-jitsu and the way he scrambles and things like that, you know, he's a guy I really enjoyed watching. I don't know if he's been out with injury. Said I think they said it's been over 300 days or 500 days since he's fought. And uh, he just didn't look like he had 
he he never looked like he really got tired. I didn't understand what was going on. I don't know if Phil Davis just posed that much of a problem on the ground to where Liam McGeary just, I mean, he, he, he just, it's like he never used his legs. He never got up. He never moved. He never hipped out. He never did all the things, you know, a, you know, a guy who trains jujitsu for MMA purposes did. And Phil Davis, I felt like, even though he controlled the whole thing, should have finished it and, and, or went for the finish and he never really went for it. So it, it kind of, while, uh, you know, while, while I liked the fact that, you know, Phil Davis, you know, finally got his just due and, you know, was able, was able to, you know, put himself in that situation and that opportunity as feel like he, I feel like he could have done so much more and finished that fight. Yeah, he kind of did, I guess, um, sort of what uh, people accused uh, George St. Pierre from doing for a period of time where just kind of controlled the guy, controlled the fight, but uh, never really made you feel like he was going for the finish or, or going to finish. But, um, yeah, I was I was just, I don't know, I was disappointed with Leo McGeer. I expected a little bit more out of him. But, uh, you know, Phil Davis, um, I don't think he gets – a, a lot enough respect because he's very good, a very good ground wrestler, and we've seen him really control is. guys like that in the past. And um, you know, the last couple of fights, I think he just spent a lot of his time standing up. You know, like against King Mo, and uh, you know, we we might have forgotten how good of a ground wrestler that, that guy is. Yeah, Phil Davis. Phil Davis is a strong ground guy, and I knew he was going to be a strong ground guy. I just it just doesn't look like Liam McGarry really tried. And then when he did finally get up at the end of every round, it never looked like he was tired. He kept coming forward. He kept, so I don't know what he was saving his energy for, or I don't, I don't know what his strategy was. I just feel like, um, I feel like he probably, it looked like he had the energy to put up a better fight, but didn't. And uh, I felt like at any time, Phil Davis probably could have just finished that fight and didn't. So it kind of just it kind of drug on for me, but you know, congratulations, Phil Davis, on uh, you know capturing a world title. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, they had one fight scratch, which was uh, uh, Daly was supposed to fight, and he he got injured, I guess, and they pulled that out. So I, I didn't kind of want to see him fight, but uh, El Tor is what it is, I guess. Um, yeah. USC on Fox came to us, so Fox Sports 1. It was the uh, Latin American Ultimate Fighter Season 3 finale from Mexico City on Fox Sports 1. Man, and I hate to be the one that always complains about this because I I don't know. Six fights starting at 9 o'clock puts me almost asleep by the time the main event comes on. And uh, Yeah, uh, that's just an old man, thing, though. Me. I guess so. <laughs> that's that's all. You know what? I figured it out. That's all that is. I, because when <laughs> there's, you, well, you there's no other explanation for it. There's there's no other explanation. <laughs> when else would you have those fights, right? <laughs> when else would you have those fights? How, you know who's going to be out? Who's going to be out between the hours of you know six and ten, you know, sitting at the bar, right, drinking beers, watching the fights. Nobody, right? So that's that's why they do them 
at those peak times, you know, it helps businesses make money and, you know, it's, uh, that's, that's when, that's when the nightlife happens. So that's, that's why it's happening. You know, for us guys, you know, we're, we're beyond that point. So, you know, to us, it's just like, God, can we hurry up and get to the main event here so I can go home and, uh, you know, fall out somewhere. Yeah. Because I almost, I almost feel a little bad when I'm like, I'm watching the fight and I'm rooting for a first round knockout. Come on, first round knockout. Come on, first round knockout. <laughs> to get through these fights. But uh, I, I got this thing called the DVR. Uh, <laughs> which I do not have. Thank you very much. Yeah. That is not. Uh, <laughs> that is not in the. That is not in the truth household budget. To have yeah. a uh, have a DVR, but. Uh, there's got to be a way so you can record your shows. Yeah. Just catch the catch the catch the replay, I guess. Finagle yeah, it yeah, on some true. illegal down illegal stream the next day, maybe. Yeah, yeah, true. But uh, we ne- we would never do that, though, would we? No. Uh, who Nobody's does things that. like that? Who's who's doing like that? that? I I don't I I'm not doing that. Who's doing that? I'm not doing that. So they kicked the fight. They kicked the main card off with a women's strawweight fight between uh, Heather Joe Clark and Alexa Grasso. Heather Joe Clark, is, she's a tough, tough lady, but um, not someone that I think is a top uh, tier fighter, obviously. But uh, Alexa yeah. Grasso was uh, pretty impressive. What do you think about uh, that fight and her performance? Man, Alexa Grasso was awesome. Man, she she was putting great combinations together. Uh, you know, she mangled up Heather Joe Clark's face pretty well. You know, I, I, I didn't think that was going to go three rounds, but I guess, you know, it's like you said, you know, Heather Joe Clark, you know, tough competitor. But, uh, you know, I, I see more of a future for probably Alexi Grosso than I do Heather Joe Clark. Yeah, she's undefeated. I think she might have went up to 9-0 and with that win on her first uh, UFC fight. Um you know, she's got that kind of stand-up, I think, that will make her a great addition to that strawweight division. Definitely. Definitely. And, and you know, they need more in the strawweight division because, you know, Ioana Janjacek is just, you know, murdering people. And then you got the second and the third, you know, in that division. Uh, you know, they're just as strong. So it's it's – you need somebody new to come in there and shake it up. Otherwise you, you're just going to have the same people fighting each other over and over again for the title. Yeah, I agree. Um, one, one other fight before we jump to the top half of the card, uh, uh, Don Ali Darish. I don't know if I pronounced his name wrong. And, uh, Rashid Magomedov. Um, I, I, I like Darish, um, or Benel. I'll re-say it, whatever. I, I butcher everybody's name. But um, I, I was disappointed in um, in Magomedov. I, I felt like he just was flat, and uh, Darwish took advantage of it and really just controlled the fight. Yeah, they both they both didn't look didn't look amazing. I would have to say, but you yeah. you probably I, I'd I'd say Benil probably looked better. I'd say Darwish probably looked better. Namagomedov, I, I expected more out of him. I thought it was going to be a scrappier fight, and it just ended up not being. 
So, uh, you know, he'll that guy. He'll probably bounce back. I just expected more of a. I don't know. I expected more of a fight, but they did a lot of clinching up and a lot of you know, going nowhere. In positions, so I guess you can say Benil took uh, took advantage of it, but it wasn't that one-sided. I don't think. Yeah, that's kind of how I felt. I mean, I think he did. I felt like he did just enough. You know, he took advantage of the situations just enough to win the round. It wasn't like yeah. a dominant, or it wasn't a you know, wow, this guy's really shutting the other guy out. It was just just enough. Got the 30 27, 30 27, 29 28, and uh, got his paycheck and got out of there. Um, so, Charles Oliveira, um, Houston based guy, training out of training in Houston. So, he's a Texas trained guy, though he's not obviously not from Texas. This guy showed up at 155 for a 145-pound fight, which I realize he took it on short notice, but uh, nine pounds over the limit is, uh, wow. Credit Ricardo Lomas for taking the fight and not just stepping away from that big of a weight difference. Yeah, definitely. Well, credit Ricardo Lomas for taking that fight and credit Ricardo Lomas for winning that fight. (laughs) And then choking him. And then... And then choking out Oliveira, which is really the same way he lost to Pettis, if I remember. Is that right? I believe so. Double check that. I think it was the same technique. And I had a feeling he was going to get. I had a feeling he was going to get caught in it when he almost had it the first time. And then when he made the adjustment, I said Oliveira stuck again. He's going to get caught in this thing again, and he tapped. I couldn't believe it. Now I don't know if he was tired because he did take the fight on short on uh, short notice. And uh, you know, all Brian Stan could talk about was whether or not he even tried to cut the weight because he because I mean I guess he weighed in at one hundred and sixty five pounds. Is that right? Yeah, one sixty five. I mean, you're that's that's twenty pounds over. I mean, you know, did he really try to cut the weight? <laughs> I mean. I mean, if he really well, tried well, to cut the weight, where did he, where did he where was it where was he when he started? You know what I mean? He, yeah. So, I mean, he looked pretty healthy to me. I, he didn't look like he was hurting at all. So, uh, you know, props to Ricardo Lamas for taking on the bigger guy and um, really taking it to him and, and finishing him. On top of that. Yeah, because Oliveira is not not a uh, spare. I mean, I don't count him as no, a top not at all. guy. Not but at he's all. a dangerous when that guy's guy. In shape, yeah, when that guy's yep. in shape, he's 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 an animal. So uh, he was on a tear for a little while until he got injured against uh, Matt mm-hmm. Holloway. So yeah, I mean it's uh it's it's just odd. It's it was odd to me. It was it was odd to me that they were talking about you know he tried to make the weight but he didn't. And then Brian saying as well, did he really try to make the weight? Because if you're 20 pounds over, you know, well, you nine. were trying to make the weight. Well, yeah. Yeah. And he was 165, right? 55. Sorry. If I said, if I said it wrong. You see, he came in at 55. Are you sure? Yeah. I think he came in at 165 pounds. 
Either way, if you're 10 pounds over, you know, where did you start to try to make the weight? That's, you know, yeah. how heavy were anything, you before? Yeah, anything. It's, I mean, 10 pounds? Anything I mean, over you know, three I mean, pounds over is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, even five. Even five is understandable. You're mm-hmm. 10 pounds or more over. Did you really try? You know, or did you just, you know, take a fight on short notice just to make a jack? That's, uh, you know, I hope that's not what it's coming to for that guy because uh, he's actually really talented. You know, Diego Sanchez, if I recall, earlier in the year, you know, we had almost like a full five or ten minute discussion on whether or not this guy, it was time for this guy to retire and whether or not yeah. at, even at 33, 34 years old that the game had passed him by. He's just stuck fighting slugfests after slugfest after slugfest. And... um he gets a pretty good win here against uh, the debuting Marcin Held. Yeah. He staves off for the the retirement uh, one more time. He, uh, you know, Diego's not that old. He's just he's been doing it a long time. But you know what I saw last night, Diego Sanchez? Diego Sanchez went back to what got him there in the first place. You know, you remember if he started out, he was kind of a wrestler, striker, brawler type guy. He didn't really, he didn't really just stand there and throw punches in the beginning. Yeah. He he always looked awkward on his feet, but you know, you get that guy on the ground. He was really good on the ground. Flowed smoothly. Really good ground and pound. Good control. That sort of thing. And that's what he did last night, man. And that's. Uh, that was vintage Diego Sanchez. I mean, that that's the way he should be winning those fights. That works for him. Yeah, and even though Marcin held it was his first fight in the UFC, um, you know, he's a young guy, but, um, you know, an experienced guy and a pretty accomplished uh, jiu-jitsu guy as well. And uh, Diego was able to get the job done, so credit to him. The The... the the crowd in Mexico was big time behind Sanchez, big time behind. Oh yeah, of course, of course they were. You know, the other thing is, is you know, for Marcin, you know, that was almost a gatekeeper fight, right? You know, that was almost a gatekeeper fight for Diego. You know, he was, you know, hey, this is this is the new strong guy. You got to fight him, mm-hmm. and then uh, we'll see where he goes from here. And you know he had to show up for that fight. He couldn't really, he couldn't really, he, you know, he had to win that fight. So that's uh, you know, good job Diego Sanchez, and good job getting it done without you know, getting getting his brains knocked out of him. Big time main event: Rafael dos Anjos, former lightweight champion, taking on Tony Ferguson. Man, Ferguson it took Ferguson a little bit. To kind of get into El a groove, but I tell you what, man, when he did, wow, Dustin uh, Dustin is no slouch. Obviously, a former champion, Ferguson, just uh, man, he looked good. He looked good in my opinion. I thought he looked great. I, I thought, I, I mean, I, well, let me say this: I don't, I don't necessarily know that he looked great. I guess, but he definitely looked better than Dustin Yeah, wise, he definitely did. Ferguson looked really well-rounded. Yeah. 
to look better is, than a uh, champion, a former champion, that's a, you know, that says something. This guy deserves a title shot. He does. No doubt. He does deserve a title shot. He should hold out and wait for the winner. And they should give him the title shot, man. He's won like 10 in a row. What else does that guy have to do to get a title shot? Now, 155 is super stacked, so you've got to be on a super terror to get that title shot in that division. We've seen it a thousand times, and he should get it. He should get it at this point, man. And uh, he did look good. His kicking still looks kind of awkward, but, man, he's got everything else down. He, he he moves well. He flows well. He can fight from, you know, one stance to the next. He's great on the ground, and he just comes to fight, man. He's like uh, – he, he's just he's, – he's got, like, the attitude of a Diaz brother, but – but that, but just that that open MMA, but that open MMA style. Yeah, ninth win in a row for him. Um, I, I think it would definitely behoove him to wait. And to me, there's no doubt in my mind that, regardless of how Khabib Nurmagomedov's next fight comes out, that he should Ferguson nine wins in a row has to get you a title shot. If not, if nine wins in a row can't get you a title shot, that's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, that that what are we doing here? Are are we are we still a sport here? I mean, right. nine wins in a row, that has to get you a title shot. I got to be honest with you, dude. You, you know, we shouldn't be talking about Khabib in the title shot picture in or around, anywhere around there. The guy's been gone for so long, he's got to work his way back up. Man. I think he's got to fight at least two or three times. And, uh, you know, he's got to rekindle that. He can't just jump back in and go, oh, hey, you get a title shot now that you beat number seven or eight, you know, whatever it is. He's got, I mean, he's got to, he, he's got to show. He's got to, he's got to show himself to be worthy of that shot again. You know, and, and and honestly, it's hard to argue that. It's hard to argue against that because of the injuries, because, you know, he's only fought uh, one, two, three, three times since, since September of 2013. Yeah. So, it, you know, it, it's hard to argue against that. It, it, it really is. Um, and Gometoff is, is a tough guy. Um, you know, I think he's a dangerous matchup for anybody in that division. But man, when you're when you're fighting three times in three years, yeah, I don't know. You, you can't just jump ahead of a guy who's got nine wins under his belt. That's for sure. Yeah, no. And they shouldn't do that. If they if they do that to him, then you got to let Tony Ferguson go somewhere where they will give him a title shot. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean that's just uh, you, you can't just hold on to a guy. And let him waste away like that. That's ridiculous. So Ronda Rousey goes on the Ellen show and tells Ellen that uh, her upcoming fight is probably going to be one of her last. I I agree with her. I think that if she – I'm just going to come out and say it. I think that if she loses – and I've said this before. I think if she loses um, her comeback fight, that uh, that'll be it. She won't fight again. Yeah. Um. She's probably under contract for a couple more, and she'll probably fight him out. 
and that'll be it. I don't know what else is left for her to do. She uh, Maybe she just feels like she did what she needed to do, and she's got to get out of it, and uh, she's going to she's gonna pull a GSP and then, you know, come back four years from now and say, well, I was the best, and uh, I could probably still do it, but I'm just not sure if I want to. Who knows? But if she's already talking like that, you, you already know that her heart's probably not in it. So, you know, hopefully she comes back full strength and, uh, you know, puts on a good performance for herself so she doesn't get hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, I just don't see that. I think if I think when she's done, she's done. I think she's such a one-dimensional one fighter. You know, no disrespect to her. She's obviously one of the greatest women fighters of all time probably. But, yeah, um, she's so one-dimensional that if she sits out for two or three years, in two or three years there are going to be some absolute killers in that division. And oh yeah, the, the, you know, the, with the progression of the talent and, and the, the well-roundedness that we're already seeing, and and some of those uh, ladies coming up that coming up those rankings, um, if she sits out that long, the, the game will pass her by. Yeah, she, if she retires, she'll need to stay retired. Unless unless she just keeps training, which she may or may not, but I doubt it. I doubt it. She'll be having too much fun doing other things. Yeah, my guess would be wrestling on on Mondays. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely. Well, anyway, that's going to do it for this edition of the Majority Decision. Thanks, everybody, for listening live. Don't forget. We didn't get to talk about Conor McGregor's quote-unquote big announcement after you have to five tonight next week. We'll be talking about that Friday. Everybody have a good week.